Welcome back, everybody, to This Week in Japan, the show that brings you the most trending news stories and cultural insights from Japan. Today is November 12th, and we're coming to you straight from Hiro, Tokyo. I'm your host, Julian Demansky, and joining me, as always, is my co host and founder of Japan Insider, Yasuharu Matsuno. Hey, guys, welcome back. First of all, sorry that we missed the episode last week as we were in Tohoku filming with Chris Broad and Ken Watanabe over the weekend. Yeah, our uh, priorities were. Other, other places last week, unfortunately, but uh, the, we've wrapped up the projects now, right? So we um, did <laughs> less distractions. Mm-hmm. But overall, it was a surreal experience, wasn't it? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I, I never thought I'd get to spend a week, you know, following around Japan's biggest actor, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and the biggest YouTuber. True, yeah. <laughs> it was a a fun fun time all around mm-hmm. here. Yeah. So in the last two weeks, I found a few interesting stories. So are you ready to start? I'm always ready. So the first one is, you know, we, we talked enough about them. So I don't really want to go deep into the story. Mm, probably guessing the uh, former princess mm. Mako mm. and uh, Kei Kumuro. Kei Komuro. Ko- Komuro, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So unfortunately, it seems that Komuro-san failed the bar exam. So, yeah, I remember you said uh, originally that his name was not kind of listed, right? Mm. Um, mm. And that was assumed to be for like privacy reasons, right? right. Maybe, maybe certain, um, you could call maybe high profile individuals, uh-huh. maybe, you know, uh-huh. just uh, uh, for their sake. Um, but, right. you know, obviously the, the, the information came out mm-hmm. and uh, the Japanese media was in a frenzy mm. once more. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. And it must be really stressful for Komorosan to cope with the fact that he failed the exam and also deal with the massive backlash from the public. I feel mostly sorry for him about, about the whole wedding thing, but to then like, you know, have his new bride who's become a commoner and, you know, they, they go off to start a new life together and mm. they're still getting followed and stuff, you know. Yeah. Most of the comments I saw online just seemed to be very negative towards the press. Mm. Most people were just saying like, oh, just leave him alone. Like, just uh, doesn't yeah. matter. Just mm-hmm. like, <laughs> At least that's hopeful, right? Mm. Mm. But for him, he's been studying for years for the exam mm. and failing it is a big shock. Sure, yeah. Right? But I mean, the fail rate is quite high, right, for this exam. More than 30%. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all in English Mm. And it's all based on U.S. law, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So for a Japanese person mm-hmm. to go there and, I mean, even attempt it, I think is actually quite impressive. I agree. You know, uh, so I don't think he's definitely not going to listen to this podcast, but if he is, then I hope he doesn't take it too harshly. Mm-hmm, I'm, I'm sure mm-hmm. he can just try again. Next right. Time, right. But the good thing is that it seems that he'll be able to try again next February. Oh, okay. So I hope he passes next time. Me, me too, yeah. And uh, I hope next time the media won't be like waiting for his results to come out and, uh, you know, they'll just let them get on with their lives. <laughs> exactly. And a few other interesting stories. And I start with a goofy one. So do you know the iconic Tsutenkak Tower in Osaka? I think so. That's one that's always knows like iconic pictures of the, the main like Shoten guy mm, with mm. the big puffer fish, right? The Fugu. Yeah, Fugu. And uh, the tower is always in the middle, right? Mm. And do you remember that the governor, uh, Yoshimura of Osaka, who's extremely popular amongst the locals in Osaka, by the way, mm. has been using the lightings of the Tsutenkak Tower to show the alert level of the COVID situation? Oh, yeah, they had like the traffic light system, mm. right? red, red, yellow, green. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So it's, as you mentioned, it's quite intuitive. Red, yellow, and green. And red means it's under the state of emergency. Mm. Uh, yellow means alert. And green means normal. Mm. You know, it's, it's fine. And on October 1st, because the state of emergency ended in all prefectures in Japan, the color turned from red to yellow. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't aware, but there's a big neon space in the front part of the tower where companies can advertise their products or services in wars. Oh yeah. I mean, I've seen that before, but I just thought it was always the same words. I never really paid attention. I didn't mm. know you could actually rent rent it out. Or, mm, you know. <laughs> mm, mm. So it seems like it's usually Hitachi, one of the largest manufacturers mm. in Japan, uh, is the one who puts their advertisement on the Tsutenkaku Tower. Mm. But then some people photoshopped the actual image of Tsutenkaku and changed the wording and says, Uttara Akan. Uttara Akan. What it means. So Uttara, like if you got the shot, mm. the vaccine, mm. Akan. That's a dialect from Osaka. Oh, I definitely won't know that. <laughs> which means don't do it. Oh, okay. So it literally means don't mm. get a vaccine, but it sounds a bit goofy because of the the dialect you know, right. from Osaka. It sounds more casual. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> they say akande. If someone from Osaka tells you, oh, you know, so yattara akande means mm. you know don't don't do something. Is it like kind of dame? Dame. Yeah, 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 yeah. But more, uh, it sounds a bit lighter. Oh, okay. You know, but at the same time, um, the company who runs the tower found out this uh, photoshopped image mm, and it okay. was going viral. Mm-mm. And the problem was that the photoshopped image looks so real Mm-mm. that many people believed that's the actual message from the tower. Uh, yeah, that's dangerous, isn't it? That's dangerous, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. So I show you what it looks like. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, that's. That is impressive. Yeah. I mean, yeah, even like someone like myself as a photographer, I'm used to uh-huh. using Photoshop uh-huh. and stuff like that's, yeah, it's really hard it to looks tell. looks so real. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's even an alternative version that says, Ucha dame da yo. Ah, see, that's the one I would understand. Yeah, Ucha uh-huh. dame da yo. <laughs> that, that's more like standard Japanese, right? And this word, chiken chu, chiken means uh, clinical trial. I see. Yeah. Uh, and because they're still under clinical trial, Ah, yeah, they're saying it's dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you can easily imagine that many people uh, made complaints towards the company or Mm. the tower. Yeah. And it it can be quite damaging for the tower, right? Mm. The image of the tower. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Sending a misleading message towards the viewers. Mm. Mm. So eventually, uh, the company tweeted on their official account that they're going to sue uh, whoever made those images. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt. That's. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, I mean, that is almost like defamation, right? Because mm. it's you're really damaging the the brand of that tower. And yeah, I mean, think about Hitachi, for example. Yeah, they yeah. always put their advertisement on uh, Tsutenkaku mm-hmm. Tower. And some people may take it as Hitachi mm. uh, sending the message to the people. True, yeah. Right. So that that can affect the branding of Hitachi as well. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. That might set a dangerous precedent, though, for like just comical photoshopped images, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe the person who made it is like an anti-vaxxer, but maybe they just did it as a joke. Yeah, I think the person did it quite casually. But at the same time, it comes with a serious consequence. Sure, right? sure. Well, yeah, I mean, I hope he, he doesn't end up getting sued for like millions of yen because that might be a bit unfair because it feels like one of those things where like you could say, oh, he should have known beforehand. But mm. I feel like how could you have known that it would go like so viral? He was mm, just making a mm, stupid. Mm. It's not like he did like a physical prank and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, he 
he vandalized the billboard like in uh-huh. real life, right? And, uh-huh. and actually changed uh-huh. the letters. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see the outcome of that, that lawsuit. Right. I think <laughs> I agree. But at the same time, I think the company is just trying to show a firm stance mm. uh, towards such uh, silly actions. Sure, yeah. Because they, they don't want it to spread and yeah, get, get yeah, out of control, yeah. right? So I think they're doing it rather as a preventative measure. Mm-hmm. Talking of funny kind of comical lawsuits. <laughs> mm. There was another one that made the news this week. Um, and this is about um, a driver for JR West mm. who is suing JR West for a payment of 56 yen, which is about half a dollar. <laughs> what? <laughs> so uh, yeah, the, the the story's a bit complicated, but just overall very, very stupid. Huh. Um, so basically what happened was uh, this guy works for the Okuyama branch of JR West and mm. uh, on the day in question, he was working at Okayama Station mm. and he was scheduled to deadhead an empty train back to the train depot. So uh, for anyone that doesn't know, and I only learned this word like last night, deadheading is when you basically drive an empty train that's mm. not in mm. service. Right. So um, basically, yeah, so the he would wait on the platform um, and the, the driver who was in service, you know, he'd come to Okayama Station, all the, the customers would get off and then this guy would take over and then take it back to the depot to be you know, serviced or whatever. Mm. Um, but basically on the, on the day, apparently this happened on uh, June 18th last year, he was waiting on the platform. And when the train came in, he realized he was on the wrong platform. Mm. So he quickly realized his mistake. And he ran to the next platform. Huh. But this meant that he was, it took him two minutes to get to the other platform. Huh. And uh, the train left two minutes late. Huh. So what ended up happening was that JR West deducted two minutes of pay from his salary. <laughs> oh, what? The, the company did? Yeah. So this this amounted oh. to 85 yen. So they deducted. So it happened in June. And then from his July paycheck, he, he was missing 85 yen, which oh. sounds ridiculous, right? It's it's, it's not anything, oh, right? Okay. Um, but I think understandably, he was quite um, annoyed by the mm. deduction, right? Because mm. I think like, even when it's just, the smaller the amount, the more petty it feels. Mm. So he was like, no, I'm not standing for this. So he, he actually took uh, a complaint to the Okayama Lab- Labor Standards Inspection Office. Mm. And um, after some back and forth with JR, they agreed to reduce it to one minute reduction. No way. <laughs> yeah, so they no just, way. they halved it. Um, but now this guy is taking JR to court um, and he's suing them for 43 yen of compensation for the minute of reduced pay, but 2.2 million yen for mental anguish. Uh, so I'd okay. imagine two million yens about, I don't know, like maybe 20 half, grand. Yeah. Maybe like half a year's pay, maybe a little mm. bit less, but it's a good chunk of money. And I don't know, like the, the kind of comments that came out of this story and all that kind of stuff were quite interesting, I think. Um, but mm. what's your initial initial take on this, Jesse? <laughs> My initial impression uh, from the, how do you say, the summary of the story, mm. I thought the, the guy suing the company is, you know, ridiculous, right? <laughs> I mean, anyone who's suing a large corporation mm. for such a small amount of money, like 50 some yen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, sorry, I find it quite stupid. But after hearing the details, I rather sympathize with the guy. Mm. Because why would the, the company, like... Yeah, why would any company deduct? I mean, why would any company deduct your salary mm. uh, for such a small amount? And it, <laughs> was it even his fault? Well, I guess it was a uh, human error, right? He mm. he he was just on the wrong platform, mm. so he was. 
that's that, this is the thing that a lot of people online are saying. It's like he he was present, you know, he was at mm. the station where he mm, works, mm, mm, mm. and he in his head he thought. I'm about to get on the train and take right, it. Right. But it's just when the train came in, I think he saw it on the different platform. Uh-huh. And then he was like, uh-huh. oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then he ran to the other platform. Mm-hmm. So really, I mean, yeah, yeah it was his fault. But it, it's mm-hmm. just a case of human error. A lot of comments online, people are saying, um, you know, it sets a dangerous precedent when a company can basically um, punish you for human error. Right. When it, when it really doesn't cause any kind of issue. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the train was out of service. It was like two minutes and stuff like that. Um, but then on the flip side, Japan is very punctual with its transport services, right? Mm. And uh, I'm sure you'll remember there was a story from, I think it was 2017, where a train departed 20 seconds early uh-huh. and had to issue uh, a public st- uh, apology statement. Mm. And that was such, to, to the, the rest of the world, that was so funny. That mm. wasn't like global news. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing it on BBC, like <laughs> Japanese train company <laughs> apologizes for early yeah, trains. Yeah, I, I remember that. <laughs> But in Japan, it's a big deal, right? Yeah, not just trains, but that kind of standard held by Japanese people in general. Yeah, sometimes I find them overly stressful. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's good that we know what to expect from uh, other business people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I wouldn't say like all uh, young people are like that. I mean, when you are still in school. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, most kids aren't that uh, punctual, mm-hmm. I would say. But for business people, you have to apologize for the fact that you're being late for only a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're late by minute, they always say, oh, sumimasen, osokunarimashite, mm-hmm. yeah, or yeah, yeah. something like that. But eh, is it really necessary? Yeah, I don't think so. It's um, a matter of degrees, right? I think it's an absolutely matter of degrees. Yeah. The, the thing is, the guy was at work. Mm. He's just on the wrong platform, mm. right? But, you know, a lot of people are saying, because um, another thing that Japan is very famous for is it's, um, it's overtime. Mm. And perhaps it's unpaid overtime, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people online were saying, I mean, actually, a lot of Japanese people online were saying that, you know, if you're going to deduct two minutes of pay for him, you know, not working. Exactly. Yeah. Then, then you should be paid for every single yes, minute of overtime, yes, right? Yes. And mm. obviously, if you ask JR, mm. I don't think they, they do right? that. They're happy yeah. to deduct, but they don't want to pay extra. Mm-hmm. So like, that's really unfair. Complete double standard. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> so I think I stand by him mm. in this case. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. But uh, yeah, we've got some more uh, train news this week, haven't we? I see. Yeah, right. So I think you're talking about the stabbing incident on the KO line, mm. right? And I believe you sometimes use KO line to get to Shinjuku. Yeah, yeah it's kind of uh, on my route. Yeah, uh-huh. mm-hmm. or even oh yeah, Inokashira line is run by KO line, but yeah, it's KO yeah. Inokashira. Like, yeah, yeah, but not the the KO line is separate. Mm. Just just the KO line. Yeah, I know it's kind of close, yeah. but I don't really use it. Yeah, because I used to live near Medaimai many years ago. Oh yeah, that intersects, isn't it? Yeah, right, one. right. So I used to use both uh, Inokashira line and KO line. Yeah, yeah. So for those who don't know the incident, uh, there was this guy who's dressed like Joker from mm. Dark Knight, mm-hmm. right? And he just stabbed a few people in the train uh, while the train was still running. Mm-hmm. And he splashed some kind of oil and lit a fire. A lighter fluid, I think it was. Oh, was for it? Like an actual lighter, yeah. Okay, okay. So according to the news outlets, uh, no one has died, but the old man who stabbed first, uh, he's still unconscious. Mm-hmm. Mm. But what a coward, right? Because Absolutely, why yeah. would you go for old old man? I mean, you're equipped with a knife. Yeah. And yeah. why 
I mean, that's not not really the point, but of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really a shame on multiple different levels. Yeah, it's actually really crazy because, like, after he committed this and the train stopped, um, he set the fire, right? And mm. there's videos on Twitter of like the train pulling up to the nearest station. The barriers, for some reason, didn't open. Mm. Uh, you know, they have those. Most stations have barriers now to stop you falling, right? Yeah. And people were climbing out of the windows of the train mm. over the barriers. Mm. Um, but there was a there was kind of a disturbing video. Mm. And it was the least violent one, but it's just a video of this guy sitting down. Did you see that? Yeah. Someone yeah. filmed him through the window. He's just there with a cigarette uh-huh. in one hand and like a kitchen knife in the other. Uh-huh. And then the police just come in and just like arrest him. But he, he, he didn't he didn't resist the police at all. Mm. He wanted to get arrested. Right. And then he said, um, in, well, after, you know, after he was caught and uh, interrogated, he said that he was hoping to get the death penalty. Yeah, I saw that too. And it's totally nonsense. I mean, mm. why don't you kill yourself? Like, if you want to. <laughs> that seems to be what a lot of people are thinking, right? Yeah. But yeah, at the same time, I can kind of imagine what he's thinking. You know, cosplay like Joker. Right. Yeah. He just wanted to get the public attention at the same time. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these, yeah, these criminals, they're, they're after the notoriety, right? Mm. They want to be infamous for their crimes. Mm. Yeah. So that's the thing. There's been a few similar instances on the train recently. Mm. Um, and I guess these people get easily inspired by other criminals, mm. uh, which I really don't understand why you would want to. Mm. Yeah. I must say there's been a bad chain reaction. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely pushing the the government to react a bit now. Um, I've, I saw on TV the other day, the, the police like doing drills and they have like, these long sticks with like hooks. Did you see that? Ah, oh, no. And um, so the, the, it was like obviously a demonstration. Mm. I think they filmed it in like Shinjuku station or something. And uh, one of the police, he has like a cap and like a, a kitchen knife. He's pretending to be like the attacker, right? Mm-hmm. And he's kind of acting a bit like erratic and like oh. slashing randomly at people. And the right. other police come in and it's like one of those like um, sticks you use to pick up litter. You know, oh. like with the grabbers, but it's like really big. Uh, so basically, it's it's about ten feet yeah, long. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's no that way point. that you would mm. get down. So two mm. guys coming from each side, and then more police come in with those riot shields, mm. and they just like bash the guy and like pin him to the floor. Yeah, I hope that works. But at the same time, he's equipped with a weapon, of course, and yeah. stabbing people. Right? Mm-hmm. Why don't you use a gun? <laughs> of course, yeah. yeah I mean, maybe that's the thing about the Japanese police. Mm. Maybe in a you know in a crowded place like a train station, mm. and if, you, if the guy's attacking people, mm. gun might not be the the most careful. Approach, I agree, right? but if you're in a train and everyone else has already run away from the mm. train, but yeah, possibly, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. if hypothetically, if this happened in the US, mm. you know, you're dead. True. Yeah. Yeah. yeah immediately. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But. You mentioned something interesting. So, yeah, most people run away from the windows, mm. right? And I've read an interesting article from Financial Times, mm-hmm. which also happens to be a British media company, mm-hmm. right? The author was criticizing the way K-Line handled this issue mm. because allegedly when the incident happened, someone pressed the emergency button on the train. Right. So the train stopped automatically. And and because the guy lit the fire on the train, um, everyone was trying to run away, you mm-hmm. know, evacuate from the train. Mm-hmm. But the operator of Kale Line didn't open the doors. Right, yeah, and yeah. And I, I guess you can imagine why, Of right? course, yeah. yeah. Because uh, based on their protocol, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're only supposed to open the doors uh, when the train is at the platform. Sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can understand uh, the, the base 
protocol. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they open the doors uh, when they're not on the platform, it's mm-hmm. unsafe. Mm-hmm. But in this kind of urgent situation, mm-hmm. it's rather unsafe not to open the doors, right? right? right because course. you can uh, get burnt or stabbed by mm-hmm. the, the criminal. I shouldn't criticize this uh, person in charge of the the train for mm. potential lack of leadership, mm. but that's just a big downside of the Japanese society in general. Mm. You can potentially get criticized for taking actions that are not on the manuals. Right. So mm. yeah, he might be afraid to do. I think he was. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, well, actually just um, as a little note, because I never realized this, but um, if if you ever unfortunate enough to find yourself in such a situation. Um, there is a, there's a manual door handle mm. above train doors. So if you look at the door, uh, there's like a square hatch above it. And if mm. you open the, the panel, there's like a, it's called the cock, the door cock. Oh. And if you pull that down, the doors will open. Really? So, so even if the platform is closed, anyone can open the doors. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't realize it either, but as I was watching all these videos on Twitter, I saw one going viral and this guy was explaining, he said like, oh, if you ever get caught on the train, you know, if you pull this handle, it will actually open the door. Oh, so uh, just something to remember. Yeah. Mm, I see. Yeah. And especially for you, you've been using tail line a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you never know. I mean, I hope the day doesn't come, but you Mm. always have to be prepared, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Or yeah, maybe I shouldn't say just tail lines, Mm. but yeah, trains in general in Tokyo. Gotta be a bit cautious, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Mm. Okay, so um, I have one more uh, somewhat lighthearted story in the end. And there's an interesting post that went viral on Twitter just a few days ago. There's this gentleman who has become a Pokemon master at the age of 84. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) And the tweet went viral because um, I believe his grandson mm. posting multiple images of his notes yeah that he's been you know writing down for years <laughs> yeah so i'll show the image yeah i mean he's uh it's kind of crazy how many notes he's made and i feel like this is what i used to do when i was a kid mm. you know i used to have like a little notebooks and like i'd like write down like secrets in games and <laughs> you know like little things that like i wanted to come back and check out later so uh-huh. i'd make like notes to remember and stuff but yeah it's amazing it looks super complicated <laughs> <laughs> and y- you see this part right yeah yeah, yeah you, you know what it means uh i don't know it looks like the date but there's two there's two numbers so i guess it means that on september 2nd it says gobun no gosho okay so it means he had five matches and won all of them oh i can't read the kanji it's so messy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but um it seems that this man started playing pokemon go at the age of 80 on july 23rd 2016 mm. which is actually the next day pokemon go was released in japan oh wow, okay so he's been been on it since it launched basically yeah wow and what's also interesting is that uh p- prior to pokemon go he had never played any video games. Mm-hmm. And he's been playing on average around 25 matches a day. Wow. Which sounds like quite a lot. Yeah, I guess it is. But maybe at that age, you don't have much else to do, right? So <laughs> you don't have work to go to. Or of course. Yeah yeah, so. yeah. yeah. He rides a bicycle to catch a Pokemon in the mm. neighborhood every day and goes through all the matches and... He says it's a good way to, you know, keep his body fit and also his brain sharp. Yeah, yeah. literally what I was about to say. It's like, I think when, you, when you're when you at that age, it doesn't really matter what you're doing, but if you've got some 
activity you can focus on. And something that's kind of fairly complex, like, you know, uh, if, if you don't know how Pokemon works, you know, each creature has a different type. Yes. And it's kind of like, you know, like rock, paper, scissors, uh -huh. but there's like 15 or 16 types. So yeah, yeah. You, when you're battling, it can get kind of complicated with like which ones beat other ones, stuff uh -huh. like that, right? So uh -huh. I guess, yeah, it makes sense that he's making all these notes. Yeah. And, uh, the thing is that when we first started playing Pokemon, mm. there were 151 uh, different yeah. Pokemon mm -hmm. in red, green, and blue. Sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, there were more in gold and silver, mm. and there were even more in the you know subsequent series. Right, right. Yeah. And to be honest, I don't know how many Pokemon exist today. I think there's around a thousand. There might a be a bit, 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 oh. bit under a thousand. Oh, wow. There's a lot, though. Yeah, it's really, right. I, I don't know them all. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it seems that this guy remembers uh, more, at least maybe. Not literally every single Pokemon, mm. but he at least remembers most of the effective combinations for the Pokemons that he uses. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every day for five years, you'd mm. think that, you know, even, you know, most people, even if you're in good health, when mm. you get older, your, your memory just deteriorates a little mm -hmm. bit, right? So mm -hmm. I'd imagine it's very good exercise for him. Mm. Um, yeah. What's also good for him is not just for his brain, but as he mentioned, he rides a bicycle to catch Pokemon. Yeah, because yeah. it's Pokemon Go. You sure, know? sure. You have to go around to uh, catch them. Yeah. So when I think about uh, any Ojitan mm. uh, riding a bicycle to catch a Pokemon, mm. uh, I find it really cute. Yeah, I think there's something about that game in Japan. Like I just see like anybody playing it. There doesn't seem to be a particular type of person. You know, mm. it's like I'll see like a 50 year old salary woman on the train mm. with like an iPad like playing Pokemon or like... I think so. For Pokemon Go, I generally see more women mm. uh, playing it. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm. And tends to be more older people. I don't mean like elderly, but maybe like 30 upwards. I don't see many kids playing it. Mm. They're all like... <laughs> Usually, like well, well into their adult years, possibly. Um, yeah, but it's, it's, I don't know. It's a kind of a little side note. But do you remember the um, the Pokemon Go grandpa? There was a guy in Taiwan who mm. uh, he became famous because he had like fifteen like phones on his bike. Oh, so he had like all these like phones. <laughs> I'll show you that. That's <laughs> insane. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, um, is this his job? Well, he's retired as well, right? So he's the Pokemon Go grandpa. But my, my question is, like, is he doing this for his friends or his clients, maybe? I don't know. I think he just... It he could just, be his business. I think maybe. he just loves it. Like, like the same as this Japanese guy. Oh. But I, I was going to say, like, I hope there's one day maybe these two guys can meet and they can, they can battle and share their love. <laughs> battle of the, the Pokemon Go grandpas. <laughs> Japan's oldest Pokemon master versus yeah. the oldest Taiwanese Pokemon master. Yes, that'd be an epic battle of the, the ages. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, uh, that's all the news for this week. So let's move into our final segment of the show, Word of the Week. Okay, so today I'm going to introduce to you an interesting Japanese word. The word of the week is warikan. Warikan. Mm. Mm, wari. Uh, I mean, the first half, maybe it's like waribashi, you know, like wari to split. That's a good starting point. Yeah. So you know what waru means, right? Uh, to divide, right? Yes. Yeah. Or split. To split, yeah. Mm. So What is kan? I don't know. Kan could be, kan's a very overly used sound in Japanese. It's right. Can you think of any kanjis uh, for the sound kan? Um, well, like building, like 
Kang. Taikan. Like they can't. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah that too. Yes. Right. Yes. Or um, Kanji, you know, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like Chinese, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. So many. Uh, the Kanji used in this case means intuition. So maybe you've seen this character? Uh, yes. Yeah. It um, doesn't really help me though. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think I confused you. <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> so what do you say to a shopkeeper uh, in a restaurant when you want to make the payment? Oh, okaike. Kaike is one way, but there's an alternative way to say it. Ooh, I don't know that one. I, just, I always say okaike. Okay, so uh, an alternative way to say it is okanjo. 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 Oh, yeah. Maybe I've heard that before. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okaike or uh, okanjo. Uh, yeah. And some people say okanjo is more correct for customers to use. Okay. Which even as a Japanese local, like we don't pay that much attention to. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So Warikan's kan is a shortened form of kanjo. Oh, okay. Oh, so, so does that mean like you want to do like bits of bits Yes. Like split the bill? That's it. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but not just split the bill, but there is also a nuance to this uh, warikan. Mm. means uh, split equally. Ah, uh, evenly. So evenly. not like per meal, mm-hmm. just like everyone shares. Everyone it. shares. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, okay. you pay the exact same amount as your friend. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So it's very often used mm. uh, when you're at the cashier uh, or even at the table mm. and you ask your friend, what uh, mm. do you want Yeah, what do you is fine. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. I feel, I feel like in English, maybe split the bill sounds like that. Let's split the bill. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or if you say, let's pay separately. Yeah. That yeah. sounds more like I'll pay for my food uh-huh. only, right? Uh-huh. Uh, okay. I feel like that's, that's probably a very useful one. Yeah. Especially when you're doing, I don't know, you're hanging out with friends or you know, maybe even business or something, you know, like, yeah. you, know, you might have one person that put, like drinks a lot, but you don't want to say like, oh, you have to pay more because you drank. You yeah. Know. And the reason why I, I think this word is interesting is that, I mean, not just the word, but the concept itself. Mm. Warikan is more often practiced in Japan than a country like the US, I think. Mm. Because based on my experience, if you go for a drink or a dinner with mm. your friend in the US, mm. you rather pay... For your meal, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know about the US, but in the UK, I'd say, yeah, it tends to be more like that. And it's, right? it's, it's not perceived as being like selfish. It's just kind no. of it's just normal, normal, right? Yeah, right? Yeah. You just pay for your own, own meal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or sometimes you could pay for your friends and, you know, ask them to, to pay back next time. Or Yeah. I'd say the only time it doesn't really happen is when like you've been drinking for a long time. Mm. So like maybe like you had 10 drinks, I had eight drinks, but no one mm. can really remember, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just like... Mm-hmm. Everyone has to pay like a hundred pounds or whatever. Right. <laughs> you just that you know because it's too difficult to, to divide it up. I know, right? But for Japanese people in general, yeah, we want to split the total amount quite exactly. Mm-mm. If it's amongst your close friends, mm. maybe you can say, "Oh, I, I don't need like small coins and Mm-mm. stuff." But yeah, if you're meeting with someone for the first time and he requires. Uh, warikan, mm. then you'd better be super exact. Right. Yeah, maybe you should even prepare some one yen coins oh, wow, okay. to give it to him. Yeah, I, I would only have a problem with it if someone was like really like ordered like 15 dishes and like had 10 drinks mm. and I just had like a glass of water and a salad. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, so, I'm after it, excuse that's me. That's unfair, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no warikan today, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. But, but generally it's like for each person it's like 500 yen difference. Uh-huh. So it just doesn't matter. 
really, yeah, you know. Yeah, but mm. as casual as it sounds, it can be extremely unfair, as you say. Right. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I can try on you next time. Yeah. I, I, I order like so much food and drink and casually ask you, what are you gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> and, and you don't remember the word. Yeah, yeah, and like, yeah. ah, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. And then, and then, <laughs> <laughs> but you say you're okay with what you got. Yeah, interesting. Well, mm. that, yeah, that's definitely a useful one. Mm. Um, I've never heard it before, but I'm mm. sure I will. Um, mm. Even Kanjo. I've, n- I've never heard that, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll, next I'll time you go out for a lunch or a dinner with your Japanese friend, yeah. try using it. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I, I bet they'll be totally fine with it. Absolutely. Yeah, unless you drink so much. <laughs> she or she doesn't. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that is all for this week in Japan. Whichever platform you're listening to us on, please make sure you're subscribed for a brand new episode every single week. Thanks for listening, everyone. So we have our Facebook page for This Week in Japan. And if you have any questions, comments, or requests to us, you are 100% welcome. Okay, everyone. So stay healthy, stay safe. And uh, next time you're out with your friends having a meal, just say, Barikan de ne And see if they agree. <laughs> and we'll be back next time for the very next episode of This Week in Japan. Mm-hmm.